Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! Wouldn't happen. He just like benched like five from the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam, Beer showers a bow. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunch of third. James to first. He's out. Three, two, one. Thank you for that intro, Dez. Uh, what's up, college baseball fans? Thank you guys for coming in. They're laughing at me or something right now. But we have an absolute banger of a show today. Special guest Dallas Braden comes on. If you don't know Dallas Braden, you're hiding under a rock because he is the most electric college, or probably the most electric baseball personality on the internet right now. He is one of 23 guys to ever throw a perfect game in Major League Baseball history. Um, we had an awesome time discussing, you know, his past and and his college baseball career, high school career, things like that. And then we do the weekend series picket with him. He uh, he he had some interesting picks. You guys are going to have to want to stick around and listen to that. But first, what we're going to do is recap the midweek and and just an awesome midweek we had once again. Um, joined by Dez and Stoney, live boots on the ground, Houston, Texas. They are there for the Houston Shriners College Classic, which we will preview um, here at the end of the show. And then Dimitri, about 90 minutes up the road from me in Atlanta, Georgia, who refuses to go to the Georgia Tech-Georgia series with me. I invited him and didn't want to do that. He didn't want to come to the Mercer versus Florida State game with I me. Just so. never I haven't responded yet, so that's false. All right. Well, I mean, I just feel like Dimitri <laughs> might hate me. Um, but we're down to 15 undefeated teams left. Any guess? Let's just be one's for, officially dropping tomorrow. Yes, we have Texas versus Tennessee tomorrow. And I don't know, do you guys just want to each come up with a little prediction real fast? Figure out who you think is going to be the last undefeated team left. I have my prediction, but um, I guess the other question is, does an undefeated team come out of Houston? No, I'm, I'm leaning towards no. I so. I, I'm leaning towards no as well. But if I had to pick a uh, undefeated, the last undefeated team remaining, it's going to be Sac State. the The Hornets have a pretty soft schedule. They got four games against Houston Baptist coming up. I don't think they're going to struggle with Houston Baptist, and and they're at home. So why would you my, speak? Why would you speak badly about Berkman like that? Well, Dimitri, I'm trying to reverse jinx it, bro. I think Sac State stays undefeated the longest. I got Oregon State. Damn it, that's what I was going to say. Hey, you can say it too. You guys can share that. Pick. Oregon State is going to sweep Irvine? Yes. Mm, yeah. Oregon State is going to. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, they're you're supposed to be bold. It's bold. <sighs> I mean, dude. Ole Miss. Does Ole Miss sweep UCF? I don't think so, Ben. We know how UCF goes into Ole Miss. Hey, just fin finish with that thought because we're also doing our upset alert segment this today on this episode, and that, that may be okay, my upset that's my alert. Pick. You just you just spoiled it. UCF over Ole Miss was my pick. 
Oh, so we had the same upset alert pick, is what you're saying. I love that. I have big been, fan of those. Picks I don't right think there. Ole Miss. I honestly, if I had to look at them, damn dude, I feel like if I pick Maryland to stay undefeated, they're going to lose. But give me, you know what? I think I think Maryland or St. Mary's. I'm going to pick two. All right, well, fine. Just take um, what is two out of fifteen? Like, what is that? Twenty per? No, no, sixteen no. percent, something along there. Just take sixteen percent of the teams. Um, but anyways, percent three point three three repeating, of course, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's just quickly recap the midweek. Um, obviously, I went to the Mercer versus uh, Florida State game. It was at Mercer, literally five minutes from my house. And I went and guaranteed that the game was going to be over 11 and a half runs. That was my gambling pick of the day. I said, if it loses, I'm going to shave my arms and legs, thinking there was 0% chance that it was not going to go over because the wind was blowing out and it's a small ballpark. Of course, the game finishes six to five in extra innings and it's at 11 and goes under. So I am now arms shaved, legs shaved, and... There was a kid that commented in the YouTube and said, if Florida, I mean, if Mercer beats Florida State, will you wear a suit again for the episode? And I said, yeah, deal. Not thinking Mercer was actually going to win. So here I am wearing a suit to record another podcast. I, guys, I don't even know anymore. I'm 0-3 in locks of the year. It's officially <laughs> Faye Ben Upton season. No, you're, you're still, we're still letting you place the locks of the year. All of us and all the listeners, you got us as number three on all the charts. We're going the complete opposite way. Yeah, I mean, you just have to fade me now. It's simple. Yeah. I'm going to continue with my same thought process. I'm going to put out my locks of the week. You guys know what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but don't do what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but Confidence. Of course, Mercer upsets Florida State. Big, big win for the Mercer Bears. And, and kind of Florida State didn't look good at all. So... I know I have them in Omaha. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on them. They're kind of small this year. Not very big. Um, of course, we saw Texas go to Sam Houston, have a comeback win. Des, congratulations. Sam Houston, Sam Houston I'm looking right at you. You were chirping. I, heard, I saw you all week leading up to it, and then you got up early, and then someone on the – I don't even know who did it. Someone said, you know, there's an upset brewing in Huntsville, and then Texas did Texas things. But Sam Houston, I saw you. Don't worry. That's all. Strong words. Yeah. Um, now, there was almost another huge upset in Starkville, Mississippi, when Mississippi State only beat Grambling 2-1, to, two one. to one, and they had to score in the bottom of the eight on a home to run. get there, on a home yep. run to get there. So I believe it was Dimitri that mentioned Grambling gives trouble to Mississippi State. I don't know if that's true, but – it turned out to be true because that game was tough. By the way, to watch. by the way, Stoney is officially not a true Mississippi State fan. In our DM, we had somebody say that they lost to Texas State or somebody in 2020 during a midweek. So Lamonis was therefore not undefeated midweek, and Stoney claimed that he was. And um, so, yeah, he's not a Mississippi State fan anymore, just so you guys know. Look, guys, on the 11.7 podcast, we're not fact checkers here. We don't, we don't research anything. What are we talking about? Look, guys, I'm just throwing stuff at a wall. If it sticks, it sticks. But, yeah, Mississippi State, not not great midweek this week. Um, 
A win is a win on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday didn't happen because it wasn't streamed anywhere. Figure it out, Pearl, Mississippi. Which, like, way, how did you not have one camera? Absolute banana land. One camera, one Wi-Fi router behind it. How do you not have the ability to stream the game? And it's when not it's like a they played in rivalry a game. It's not like they it's played a in a rivalry game. It's a minor league stadium. It's a nice stadium. It filled up with tons of fans, and there was no stream. Are you kidding me? And then going back a few steps. The Mercer versus Florida State game wasn't streamed. How? Like, unbelievable. Mercer will stream a game against Eastern Kentucky. No offense to them, but they won't stream a game against Florida State. Are you kidding me? I think there were technical difficulties. I think something happened where they just couldn't stream it because that's ridiculous. I mean, from a pure marketing standpoint, market your small mid-major team playing against Florida State because you know Florida State and big fan base are going to watch the game on ESPN3. Mercer's got some fans they want to watch. And then your average college baseball fans see a 5-5 game in the eighth inning. They want to tune in and see what the hell happens. And it's with all this momentum college baseball has. You know, just everything is going right. The MLB lockout, more people are getting interested on social media. They just always seem to drop the ball and it's they just pause their momentum like oh we're not we're not going to stream the two biggest games speaking of, the of midweek hey speaking of that southern miss mississippi state game shout out to tanner hall 13, 13 strikeout punchies. 13 k he had 10 through five innings two k's an inning again mississippi state and then you finish seven innings 13 strikeouts have a fucking day kid yeah I, you know when i mean obviously you're the pitcher of the group but you can just tell really early on how much confidence you have in his stuff, in himself, in, in that moment, like he, you just saw. I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy, this guy has it," and the punchies showed it. But like, the kid was oozing confidence. And I'd like to say, yeah, that Mississippi State looked bad, but no one knows because except for the people that were in the stands, because no one could see anything that happened. All you had to do was listen. Like it's the 1950s all over again. Like I'm in my, my grandpa's house in Alaska listening to the Braves in the 1957 <laughs> World Series. Shut up, dude. Get some damn cameras in Pearl. Get some cameras in Biloxi. There are big games that happen there all throughout the season. Get some cameras, please. That's all I'm asking. Listen to the man. And, and I was just as embarrassed with the Mercer not having a stream against Florida State. Just... Unbelievable. I, I told Mercer, I said, I would have done this for free. If you guys would have just said something and told me there was no stream, I would have set up a stream for free and just, I would have then scullied it. Just play by play, talking to myself. But the people needed to see it. They messed it up. Whatever. We move on. A um, couple other big upsets we had this midweek. How about the Campbell, Cam, Campbell Camels? Why am I having trouble? Fighting Camels. The, the Fighting Camels. Roll Humps beat the undefeated NC State team with Tommy White on Tommy White's birthday. They said, hey, Tommy, I know you're 19 years old now, but welcome to Camel Land. Um, they, <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, please, welcome to the house. Please edit that out. He's about to come down. It was so that bad that that was actually pretty good. No, wow. <laughs> um, but, but Zach yeah, Nito yeah, comes well. in and gets the save. You know, Two-way guy, play shortstop, closer for him. And we, Dimitri cut up some clips of his slider. Snapdragon, absolute snapdragon of a pitch forward. right there. That second, that second out, nasty. It hit the kid in the back leg. That's hard to do. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, speaking of, dude, Campbell had a full sold out crowd. Sam yeah, Houston what was State, it? 3,000 3, at Sam Houston State? Houston State had like 3,400, 3,400 sold out school record. 
um, when Texas Mercer came to was town. sold out. Mercer had about twenty six hundred. Cincinnati was sold out. They hit a walk up um, to beat Ohio State last night. Sold out crowd. Um, speaking, you remember how we were talking about schools getting more fans because MLB, and we were talking about most colleges are not in a city or state with MLB team. Cincinnati's got the Reds. They could yeah. take full advantage of Metro Cincinnati area, city of Cincinnati. Go watch some ball game. Go watch the Bearcats because you don't have the Reds playing. They had well, a sold out crowd. Isn't Xavier also in Cincinnati? Yes, but I don't think anyone. I mean, no offense to Xavier, but I don't know. Yeah. They're a regional team every once in a while. I remember them in like the Vanderbilt the automatic bid, the automatic bid. But I mean, yeah. but anyway, yeah, um, sold out crowds all over the cross country, packed out crowds. I love to yep. see it. Love to see it. Um, couple other SEC upsets we had. Um, Kentucky. Western Kentucky beats Kentucky, so Kentucky falls off the undefeated list. And now they have a huge series at home against TCU this weekend that we'll preview in just a second. Um, and then my UT Martin Skyhawks, freshman year, we were 9-43 and 43 in 2014, <laughs> third worst RPI team in the nation. They go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama and just – and that's an embarrassing loss for Alabama. I'm sorry. UT Martin has no funding. They have no Twitter page, Dimitri found out. Their Twitter page has not tweeted since – Wait, what was the note that you were giving me, Des? Hey no, you froze. You froze. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. sorry. We'll we'll, we'll fix well, no, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I thought you were telling me ben no. Froze. Don't say that. Ben froze. Des was pointing, waving at somebody like to be quiet. Like that was weird. What was going on right there? Well, he like froze, and then I was like, I was trying to tell Josh to like, hey, is it the internet or what was going on? It was. Yeah. yeah. That, speaking of UT Martin, speaking of UT Martin, I basically was like, "Holy shit!" Like, we'll run the account for you guys, and they DM'd us like, "Hey, we lost the password. We um, we offer schools have the or the teams have a choice to have someone run their social media, blah 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 blah." And I was just like, "Dude, I felt bad." I was like, "Yeah, that sucks." Um, I understand. I'll delete the tweet or whatever. But yeah, dude, that tweet hasn't tweeted in the year 2022. Yeah, it's sad. They've lost it's the a, password. It's got so like they have six thousand followers. I mean, right? dude, that's 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 brutal. Yeah, it sucks. Something but, like that. I don't know. Um, the last two last two little midweeks I want to bring up Texas Tech sweep or beats Dallas Baptist for the second straight midweek. So I hand up, I was wrong on Texas Tech all year. They're actually damn good and uh, I, I've been too high on Dallas Baptist, way too low on Texas Tech. Um, and then East Carolina bounces back and beats Duke. I don't know if that's necessarily an upset, but nah, ECU needed to win. Back. But ECU needed to win that. It, they really did. Just for team morale, they needed to win. And they blew their asses out. Yeah, they to did. To kick off Mustache March. They did. And mustache march is popping right now. Teams have been DMing us, sending us the, the players with the mustaches. I thought about dabbling in it, but I have a son being born in less than two weeks. And I, the last thing I want I want my son's first vision to be is my fat face with a bad mustache. You know what I'm saying? I I couldn't do that to my I kind of need it now. I but think about it. Get the people what they want. My son doesn't wear a suit. You got to wear a suit too. Oh, God, no, please. No. 15 years, hey, Ben, come on. 15 years now, you're looking at your picture of your kid. Hey, son, that was the day you were born. Look at dad rocking that mean stash. That was way back you in the day. You think so? Like, that is what. You think? 
<laughs> my dad had a mustache. You can talk me into it. Listen, I might bet that. I'm my dad had a mustache when I was born, and it was a mean one. And I still see the picture, and I'm like, damn, way back in the day, early 90s, he was rocking that. Like, hey, do you want to make it look ancient? Make it look like way back in the day, have a good story for your son? You rock a mustache. Any mustache companies out there grooming mustache stuff, like send some product. Manscaped. Right. Think, think, think about so, when your kid posts an Instagram. Happy Father's Day with you when he's like 15, 16 years old and it's you with a mean stash. All his <laughs> girlfriend, I could be like, your dad is amazing. Yeah. Your dad is amazing. Have like wear some jorts with like a t shirt tucked in with no belt and some new balance yes. shoes. There that, it is. 100%. That might be the look. Fanny pack. Can you need a fanny pack yeah, too? Yeah, fanny pack. <laughs> God. Hey, get two hey, get a beer hat with two cans on the, the top. The of your sad hat. thing oh, is man. I can't tell if you guys are if you guys are making fun of me or not. I'm buying into this conversation, but no, I'm something, we're all in on something this. Something about Dez's face is making me feel like you guys are just making fun of me. Let me check the group text no, real I'm fast. 100% all, in on this. all right, you guys aren't texting the group chat. Um but <laughs> wow. See other text. Let's um let's move on here before we get to the Dallas Braden interview. Let's go ahead and preview some of the biggest storylines for this upcoming weekend. Obviously, we have the Shriners Houston College Classic, which Stone and Desi or St- I said Stone and Desi. Whoops, Des and Stony will be at with 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 Josh. I'll, I'll go by and my my real. You guys name. have media passes. You guys are going to be pretty much all access everywhere. So players, coaches, fans, you guys will be able to interact and, and do some great content there. The shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh for that Texas video he made that we just posted to Twitter. That's some good stuff. Give me more of that. Fire me up. That was time. that. I think I'm a Texas fan because of that video. Slow motion, walking out of the tunnel, freaking Tulo leading the pack in burnt orange pants. Kanye in the background, carrying the speakers like hook 'em horns on it, dude. The the slow motion editing, dude, phenomenal, Listen, phenomenal, Josh, absolutely phenomenal. Feed me more of that. Give me seconds. We'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure Josh and and the, and the camera guys are, are on it, the content guys. But I want to tell you this: we were there for BP the entire day. Today was it's Thursday, so I was listening on Friday. Um, but the way they came out was the biggest fuck you ever. Like all the other teams came out, there's a lot of confidence. LSU was scaring themselves everywhere. Oklahoma came out with Tennessee. Tennessee. I, I said this offline, but Tennessee, they were they were swinging it around. But the Texas would be out there in right build and have an entrance like that. After everyone had pretty good entrances walking in, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is this is different. That's what I'm saying, man. There's just something different about this this University of Texas team this year. Um, I'm, I'm comparing them to last year's Mississippi State team that just had a bunch of dudes that that have been there before. Now I've been getting chirped uh, chirped at during the show. Um, I'm getting Twitter notifications from Texas fans because I had a little bit of fun with them, stir the pot, and I said, "Didn't they lose their the week before the season started to their alumni team?" And of course, that got a lot of people's panties in a wad. So if you're a Texas fan, just know I'm just kidding. I really don't care about that alumni game. But- Dude, you're so weird for tweeting your own account. You're so weird. You for that. tweeted it. I was just responding. <laughs> Tweeted from your own account. Like, that's Listen, so weird, tweeting at your own account. Anytime that 11.7 tweets at Dimitri, you just see, like, a retweet pop up from Dimitri. So it goes both ways there, buddy. <laughs> um, but, I mean, let, let, you guys just want to go ahead and dive into it? Well, actually, let me just give you a full rundown slate of this weekend, and then we'll dive into the Striders College Classic. Um, this week, we get Hawaii after dark. So all of our real fans know Hawaii 
11.30 p.m. Eastern time, they first pitch. And they have a huge, a huge opponent. They're playing Vanderbilt, which, little teaser here, we kind of got Tim Corbin on the podcast tonight. Um, Not a big deal. He called Dallas Braden in the middle of recording, and, and Dallas took the phone call. <laughs> we'll leave that in, but um yeah it was it was the closest we'll probably well, ever yeah get. we gotta edit out we gotta edit out most of it yeah but it was we, uh um, his request honor his friendship his trustworthy with corbin we don't want we don't want to that's, that's personal information but the phone call we can leave in there hey we got called in the middle of our college baseball podcast right um but yeah so hawaii is hosting vanderbilt in hawaii and we love the the broadcast there so we will be tuning in to that um, didn't quite make the cut for the weekend series pick them because you would have to be a legitimate crazy person to take Hawaii. But, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun Friday night, drunk Ben, you know, nothing else on TV. Let's just watch some Hawaii baseball. Let's watch some fighting bows and Scotty Scott. Um, we also have, we'll preview the other big, we, we talk about, in the Dallas Brain interview, we talk about the seven biggest series for the weekend pick'em. But we have the Frisco Classic, which is rivals to the Houston College Classic, the Shriners. Now, the Frisco this year doesn't quite get me up like it did last year. We, I mean, we have Iowa, we have Wichita State, Washington State, and Texas A&M. Okay. You know, if this was maybe in the middle of April or the first week of February, maybe I'd get up more for it. But it just doesn't quite start the engine like the Houston Shriners College Classic slate that we have. Agree or disagree, fellas? Agree to disagree. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're lying. I mean, it's just, sure, Iowa's pretty solid. Wichita State's good. Washington State, all right. Texas A&M, good. Ben, I think, I think you're going to be, be here. There's going to be 30 – thousand people saturday night for texas lsu Thirty thousand. We, we spent a, a lot of time and we're talking about this other tournament yeah mm. Thirty thousand people at least yeah bare minimum so that's why i don't want to spend any time <laughs> on for Dude, just stop talking about these other bogus tournaments just stop let's go yeah some, me texas a and i don't some, know some bougie ass tournament up in minneapolis with some in west virginia and who knows who else playing some minnesota vikings football who gives a shit lsu texas tennessee texas in houston that's all we care about hey and you know what i like ucla baylor start things off tomorrow oh, that's and it's too. at noon like first game UCLA uh, probably jet lags and everything it plays against a damn good Baylor team and they're going to do good. I don't know about that, but a good Baylor. No, team, sure. dude, you'll see. They're not damn There's, good. Baylor's not damn I want to say Baylor won this tournament a couple years ago in 2019 or maybe 2020. Mississippi State athlete. was there. I'm pretty they sure. They, Baylor Shots always away. plays well in this tournament. Book it. Watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, but UCLA they got their shit cleaned up by Maryland. UCLA is going to come in. This is the first time that I believe they've ever been there. Usually, I think I think I, I love seeing a West Coast team be yeah, in this tournament. I love it. No, and and I love the format. I mean, I've been to shout out, shout out Steve Grounded. I remember even back in like 2002, I went to this Houston College Classic and went pretty much every year until I went off to college myself. But um, I've seen teams like Louisiana Lafayette and 
Kansas State and Vanderbilt, Tennessee, like every school's been there. Get I don't out of here. I don't know if if uh, UCLA has ever been to this tournament. They might have, but not remember. Well, let me well, let me ask you this: Do you know how they do for football? They do Saturday, like to be determined for like TV scheduling. Like for example, game day mm-hmm. or a three thirty time slot. They'll pick the two best teams for that week, like the best matchup to put in prime time. I think for this tournament, they should contact ten teams. They hold this weekend open, and then they pick their best four sixteen preseason to make this tournament even elite every well, year. No, 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 no. Because what they do is actually a lot better than this. The last day on Sunday, they release which teams are coming for the next year. So they they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what I'm Sunday, saying. I don't like that. Sunday they announce who's coming for the next year. It's always fun to look forward to, and then you kind of forget about I it. I know, and- but like, pick your four best four sixteen, however many teams preseason so you know you're getting some damn good teams because if you go with the next year that team could be rebuilding that team could lose five guys to the draft well, let me put it to like, you this they're, way they're not inviting missouri to this thing they're they're picking teams that they think are no, going to be but, good all right but but i think a preseason eliminates those that nine month window where you don't know what that team is doing because they might be old this year and super young the following year i think it should be 10 team hold this weekend open we'll let you know if you're being invited or not i think that's stupid but okay (laughs) (laughs) how is that stupid but you're picking a year in advance how is that stupid i mean it's just i don't know no no explain yourself i think your opinion is stupid because what are you gonna do? Just like evaluate each team? Be like, nope, you're not good enough to play in this tournament. Well, nope, I you're mean, not. Damn, it could be, it could be December. Hold this weekend open. We'll let you know if you're good well, enough. What are the other teams do when you. they don't get picked? You have to schedule book, against freaking. But you have to book travel and everything. You can't just book travel a month before you go. You got to figure out no, forty hotel rooms months. and planes and stuff. This stuff takes I think, time. I think a year in advance is stupid. I think your idea is stupid. I think their tournament's idea is stupid. All right, cast a vote. Who's stupid? <laughs> Look, mom and dad are fighting. I just want to jump in. You guys are the just back there bucket. petting the dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Stupid, Ben. Your idea is stupid. Dimitri, <laughs> as a fan of a team that has played in this tournament before, I kind of like the whole year buildup. Yeah. Okay, the fans time to, in the tournament this year, you'd be like, "Fuck, why are we playing?" In but there? it gives the fans times to book their trip to Houston and the hotels and everything like that. It gives the teams time to do it, and it has something to look college game day. To. They find out the week before, but the games are scheduled six years in advance. The Hunger Games, the Hunger Games <laughs> kind of concept. I see that. I can see but, that. but but my point is, if Stony Mississippi State squad last year was in this tournament, they got invited to come back for this year. They'd be like, holy shit, why are we in this tournament? Chris Byer, Chris Alonis, fire that we suck. Why are we playing in this tournament? That's, you know exactly how it would be. You know that happened in 2019. We lost two games in this tournament and shit turned upside down. Yeah. I was there for that. And then they I were fine and there. they made it to Omaha. So they nothing really matters. They just keep going to Omaha. That's all I know. <laughs> so, so, hey, that's fine. Your idea is stupid in my opinion. So give me this. I want everybody's. I want everybody's winner of this tournament. When I say winner... Obviously, there could be ties, but I don't know what the tie break. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, this just got announced that anybody can stream and watch this this tournament for free on MLB Network, MLB, MLB TV, MLB.com, and Astros.com, I want to say. Am I forgetting any of them? Yep. I believe uh, that's correct. It'll be on the Astros Twitter and Facebook. Like, like, yeah. Like so how great is yeah. that, that 
MLB and the Astros are just saying, hey, for free, stream, everybody come watch. Love that. Absolutely adore that. Give me more of that. And if you're local, if you're local of Houston or Texas, Mark, AT&T Sports. Awesome. I, lo- hey, yeah. I love to hear that. Let everybody be able to watch this tournament. This is the best tournament, arguably the best you're going to see until Omaha. Yeah. In terms of group of teams all in one place. No doubt. And and nothing better. I love it how they do the three Big 12 teams and then they'll have two SEC and the one, one out West team. But Honestly, if you look at this team, OU has surprised me a lot. Oklahoma's been really, really good this year. And Tennessee, we all know what they're capable of. LSU is a huge favorite. Texas is a huge favorite to get to Omaha. And then you have UCLA and Baylor who, when you just put them in the right regional, and they can make a deep run in the postseason. So, yes, I agree with that, Demetri. You're not stupid by saying that. But I don't know. This... Picking this, do I want to take Texas, LSU, or Tennessee? I would say those three are, are head and shoulders better than the other three. I'm going to say give me, give me Tennessee, and here's why. Offense travels, right? And, and Minute Maid's a pretty hitter-friendly ballpark, short down the lines, gaps aren't that deep, but center field still pretty deep. I, I just think I, I've been to this tournament a lot, and the team that has hit the best has has won a lot of games. Pitching will come and go, but the team that has hit the best usually wins this tournament. So I think Tennessee has the deepest lineup, and it's close. But I think I think Tennessee is going to kind of show the world what they're up to, kind of take the disrespect of being ranked 17th in a lot of polls and say this is not fair. We're outscoring opponents by a hundred this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna obviously take, take my horns right with the third forces they have, but Tennessee's has had this game circled since Omaha. Like, yes, they have. Like, and I know, I know, we want to talk about the thirty thousand people for for LSU Texas Saturday. This Friday night game, I think, is probably going to be better than the Saturday night game. I, I'm so excited to watch this. Because I do think they feel disrespected with the 17th. They have been putting up a fuck ton of runs. I won't. I'm going horns, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee was the, the team that came out. Is um yeah? Is, is Texas's ace? Is he healthy this week? I felt like he didn't pitch last week. Hanson, Hanson, um, Witt and Stevens, Steve Tristan Stevens are all lined up ready to start. That's a weekend. nasty one, two, three. Holy crap! I mean, dude. Yeah, obviously, I was tempted to take Tennessee. I was tempted to take LSU. Their offenses are nuts. Tennessee scored like 400,000 runs in two weekends. It's banana lands up in Knoxville right now. But Texas, it, they're, like Dimitri has said a couple of times, they seem a lot like Mississippi State. They've brought back a lot of people that went to Omaha last year. They experienced the heartbreak. They are they're a well-oiled engine. They're a veteran-led team. They got a great coach. They got the great fan base behind them. I just, Texas, they, as we said last year, is maybe the team of destiny this year. So Don't put that on me. Texas, um, give me the horns. That. I'll wear my Texas hat this weekend. It's going to be great. I'm, all, I'm always that guy waiting, like waiting for Texas to fall. Like Texas is walking. In every me. sport, too. <laughs> I'm always just waiting for them to fall and come to me and be like, I knew you were going to be here. I just kept walking forward, waiting for you to fall down. But like, dude, that video 
watching them against Sam Houston, watching them against Alabama, that team is good, man. That team is good. They pitch. They score with two out. They know how to play. They know how to play with pressure. They know what it takes. And dude, I, I think this team, this team is good this year, man. And if they end up being sucky and whatever, whatever, that's fine. But right now, Texas is the best team in the country, and I'm gonna. I think Texas take care of business. You know what's funny? I, I have a BG, oh, I have a BG story real quick. So obviously, Cruz and Barry for LSU dudes. The Texas in the short portion minute made you want to put it up, you know, and BP on, onto the train tracks. Texas hitting BP. I, I don't know who it was. It Tulo. Tulo wasn't throwing yet. It was someone else. Every hitter was gap to gap. They were working gap to gap, gap to gap. One guy sat and span on one and put one in the grover boxes. Coach jumped his ass. No, jumped his ass. What the are we doing? But well, you know what we're doing. It got back in there and they were back to gap to gap in BP. That's how locked in, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I like, guarantee every, you. Every rep was just, wow. I guarantee you, before they got there, they said, boy, big league ballpark, pretty little view. You guys all want to park balls up there in BP. They want to park them up there. They said, stick to the program. Stick to our fundamentals. Stick to our foundation of why we're here, because we're a good baseball team doing what we do. I guarantee you that's why he lost his shit because that kid probably ignored what they said and got a little greedy and wanted to park a ball up there in Minami. I guarantee you that's why he blew his ass up. Yeah. Wow. I like hearing that. I like hearing that stuff. Um, you know why I, I, I like Texas a lot this year is because they still haven't felt like they've gotten hot yet and they're winning games. And when they played Alabama this past weekend, you know, they won some close games, but it was never – it was never like, wow, they're just hot right now, barreling balls up. They're they're getting lucky. It's like they were they had to earn those wins, and and mostly with the bullpen and the pitching staff. So it's a team that's going to make a deep run. It's almost no question about it. Not to put a jinx on Des or anything, <laughs> but I mean they they just feel like the same Mississippi State or Vanderbilts that we've seen make consistent runs to Omaha. You can almost. I don't know. You almost expect another trip to Omaha for Texas. We're setting ourselves up for another. We're setting ourselves up. Texas, something's going to happen. They're going to lose, and we're going to look like idiots jumping on this bandwagon. Yeah, Texas is about but to I'm go jumping on it. I'm jumping on it with no fear. Right. I, I'm just hoping Tennessee's bats outslug Texas on Friday because that's the the winner of that game is sitting pretty moving forward in the tournament. But um for Tony Vitello, I hope Tennessee win. Me too. But for my sake and for everything else, I hope Texas win. I mean, who knows, though? Know would, how shocked would you guys be if coat. UCLA went 3-0 in this tournament? I'd be very shocked. I would be shocked. Yeah. But they play Texas on... They don't have cameras, so no one knows how good they are. They play Texas on Sunday, correct? Yes. So they're going to get Texas after back-to-back games against no, Tennessee. No, no, no. UCLA and oh, – oh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. So Texas is going to play Tennessee and LSU Friday, Saturday. Sunday is kind of a, a sleepwalk game. And, and UCLA can beat Baylor in Oklahoma now. Or who are they playing? No, 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 no. Yeah, the OU and Baylor. Are they playing OU and Baylor? Some, someone double-check me there. I don't know, but all I know is UCLA and LSU do not play each other this weekend. So do your process of elimination there. I should have looked at the schedule. All I'm saying is what, you know, UCLA could well, walk in there up. and win three games, and we'd be like, oh, wow. 
I want Tony Vitello like a whoop trap. I, I want to see his heart rate the entire game. All that Texas Tennessee game, like in the corner. Like I need a Vitello cam and like a whoop trap heartbeat cam because I'm like, I, I it's gonna be 175 the entire full game. throttle whoop. If you're listening to this, we've got him on. You got your whoop bands sponsor. On. Um, you got big whoop guys. So to kind of wrap up the show here, you guys want to do a little upset alert. Does that sound good? Is there a team that you guys? My brain, my brain, my. I, I'm like, I can't even think anymore. Well, that's probably Dallas good. Brain interview. That's probably good. I already told you. Oh, never mind. I already told you. UCF, dude. Oh, dude, that was mine. Okay, if yours is UCF over Ole Miss, I'll take Houston Baptist over Sacramento State. They're playing a four game series. Sure, Houston Baptist is going to win three out of four. Upset alert. Give me, give me the fighting Berkmans. But you just picked Sacramento State to be your last undefeated team. What are you doing here? I like this. This oh, is good. That's a good point. I, 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 all right. I'm <laughs> with UCF over Ole Miss, too. I, I, that was my gut instinct. That was my first pick. I really do like UCF in this spot. Um, they played them well last year. Shoot. Why, they're going to match up well. That's all I'm saying. Good pitching from UCF, and all they need is a couple big-time hits. So give me, give me the Knights. Give me the 11-7, Bo- the Bows, and the late night 11-30 start. Let me, let me just go Hawaii. No way. So you're saying Hawaii wins three out of four against Vandy. This is not, this is not something where, like, I'm going to shave my arms on. We're just, you know, we're just – Hey, 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 he threw it out there. He's going to reel it in. Something bites, something bites. If it doesn't, he throws it back out look there look like a genius if, if it happened. Shout out all my TCU homies. Um, I'm going to go Kentucky. Upset over TCU this weekend. Is that upset? Yeah, though? no, definitely is. Well, TCU's ranked and Kentucky's not, so I'm gonna go with upset. And Kentucky's new cream uniforms. Sexy. I don't know if y'all saw them. So sexy. Oh. They're zero and one oh. wearing them. Oh. zero and one. They lost oh. to Western Kentucky. So good, but they're still sexy. So it doesn't matter. Look good, feel good, play good. Um, other than that, boys, I mean, incredible interview we had with Dallas Braden. You guys are about to listen to it now because we're gonna. We just filmed that. We're kind of doing reverse stuff here where we, I don't even know how to describe it, but time warp. A lot of great college baseball this weekend. The most packed slate we've had. I promise you guys, we, we broke down series with him uh, at the very end of the interview uh, for the top seven series. So you guys stay tuned and listen to that. Other than that, though, boys, great episode here. We're going to be watching college baseball till our eyes bleed. And um, we're going to have some fun. And shout out to Stoney, Dez, and Josh who are going to be at the Houston College Classic. So if you guys are there, any listeners are there, go say what's up to them. I'm sure they'll love a, a free beer or a free hot dog. Yeah, we'll be tweeting. Come find us, and uh, we'll have a good time. For sure. Awesome. Look, Can't wait. Hey, peace out. Go Kane. Hey, hey, college baseball fans. What is up? Holy crap, we just had an unbelievable pre-show here with one of our favorite guests we've ever had. Dallas Braden joins the show today for a fun interview, and we're going to do a little weekend series pick him with him. He wants to, wants to test the, his knowledge of college baseball there. So everybody's here. we got five people in the room. Dimitri, Stoney, Dez, Dallas, Killer D's. Everybody's here. Um, and kind of my plan for this show, we, we haven't even talked about this yet, but we're going to interview Dallas. We're going to just talk some shop with him, figure out who he is. And uh, after that, we're going to do a weekend series pick him. So it'll be a lot of fun. 
Dallas, thanks for joining us, man. Big time. Big hey, time guest there. Boys. I'm a, I, I love me some baseball, all levels. I was just out at a high school yesterday watching bullpens in an inner squad. That's how bad I miss this game. Uh, if you're playing baseball somewhere within a 50-mile radius, I will find you and crash your practice. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm pumped, man. And college baseball has always been something that's been near and dear to my heart. Playing in a place like Lubbock at Texas Tech and having the crazy fans that we do, shout out the Tech Hecklers. So it's uh it's it's this is an honor for me. Yes, and you're a JUCO bandit too, which we love yeah, and respect. Great. Tip a cap to play JUCO ball in California. That'll come up uh, later. That'll come up later. Yes, yes, we got to have some JUCO stories because I played junior college in Texas before I went over to Mercer. So it's just something different about a JUCO kid. Um, if if the listeners somehow don't know who you are, I think I put it perfectly before the in our pre-show. You're basically the Pat McAfee of baseball. Just oh. absolutely electric. The media loves you. You've always loved the media. And you've had a lot of success outside of playing baseball with starting nine and, and barstool. Um, so this is why I'm so excited because I've listened to your podcast for years now. And uh, you really know your stuff. And other than that, you were one of, what, 23 guys to throw a perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball? Not right? sure. True story. True story. And while I appreciate, while I appreciate the Pat comp, uh, Pat is killing it. Pat does a phenomenal job. Pat has really kind of paved the way for any athlete and who, who fancies themselves any sort of media type personality. And he's just, he's done a great job of capitalizing on every opportunity that he's earned for himself. No doubt. No doubt. Here's a little trivia question for you. Do you know who threw the last perfect game? Uh, Felix. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, 10 years ago. 10-year anniversary. When you're part of the club, you know, Ben. Mm-hmm. All right. Honestly, I, I, rem- I remember that because I was I was at Felix's last game in Seattle. Oh, uh, when he had the standing ovation, all that. And, yeah. yeah, and I was, I was there and, like, you know, the Kings court up in left field, like, you know, off to the side of the foul line, like they had all their golden Ks up. And I was down on the field. And as he was walking by, like he walked by and he stopped and he looked at me and he kind of like gave me the air hug and like patted his heart because I was, you know, I was clapping for him because, I mean, damn, that dude would come to Oakland and just bend the entire city over and just serve us. And it was, we're we're all Astros (laughs) fans, but it was fun to watch at the same time. Yeah, we're all Astros fans. So we got a good taste of old King. We all, no, hell no. Well, Dimitri's a Braves fan, but he just started liking the Braves October 1st of 2021. So. <laughs> hey, bro, get the hell out of here. Um, all right, wait. I have a fun trivia question I just came up with on the spot. Can you name it? So it was 2010, May 9th, 2010, when you threw the perfect game, or May 13th, or May 9th. May 9th. Can you name the starting lineup for the Tampa Bay Rays that day? Bro, what? Uh... I want to see if he can do it. Bartlett? Is it Bartlett? Yeah. Bartlett Crawford. Uh Bartlett Crawford. Longoria Zobris? Zobris Longoria. Zobris Longoria. Carlos Pena. BJ Upton. Deonor Navarro. He knows. He knows. Um, I think you're missing after Upton. 
There was somebody right before. Yes, Ibar. Yep. Ibar. So Upton, Ibar, Navarro, Gabe Kapler. Thanks for coming. There you go. Wow. Hey, hey, hey can I be good honest? Morning, good afternoon. Good night. Hey, he wanted to act like he didn't know, but he knew that shit. He knew it by heart. He didn't want to act like he didn't remember. I know that. Hey, I've, I've done a lot to to kill my short term memory. So, yeah. um, well, I was just about to ask, how hungover are you for that perfect game the day before? Hungover to quite hungover, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! How, you why? Heard, I was, like, what, like nothing what says nothing says perfect game like Tampa Bay Rays in Oakland, where nobody's watching, and afternoon game. <laughs> boom! There it is, perfect game. One of twenty three in history. Yeah, it's just that 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 just seems right where everybody in the building like would have to have been drinking just to go to that ball game. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's crazy though. Um, Oh man. So basically I was, uh, I was teed up with some questions. I came prepared. I I reached out to my sources that might know a thing or two about you, maybe have some uh, connections with the A's organization. The first story I have to ask, because I don't know the answer to it, but Something about a junior college pitching mound going missing in Sacramento. What's going on with there? Because I, I mean, I can't go any further in the show without knowing. Man, you know, I've that's crazy. I've I've heard that story too, and uh, for <clears throat> for legal purposes, because I be, I believe that is a is it a junior college? Is that is that that's state property, right? Probably state property. Somebody yeah, owns it. State property. Statue so, limitations. <laughs> the rumor has it. Rumor has it that Sac City Junior College, uh, the Sac City Panthers, who are a powerhouse, by the way, um, <laughs> squared off against the American River Junior College Beavers, a.k.a. Beaver Tech. And, wow. Uh, that's where I went. And um, we may or may not have ended up losing a game that was really important that might have had playoff implications for us. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, that means that Sac City – ends up going to the postseason that we did not get invited to. Um, well, they were just kind of right down the street from uh, from us. And rumor has it that somebody, the night before their first their first game, their first playoff, um, went over to their to their field. I guess it had been raining really bad, so they'd gone over to the field and actually dug up. Allegedly. 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 Rumor has it. Dug dug up the pitching rubber. (laughs) (laughs) Dug up the pitching rubber and took it. Like this is just left with the pitching rubber. Wait. When I I heard pitching mound, I was thinking like mobile turf mound somebody stole. This is legitimate in the dirt. Yeah, it looked like it was it looked like it was done with a military utility shovel, a folding <laughs> utility shovel. That's what it looked like. I don't know. I can't confirm that. Yeah. That's just allegedly. What it looked like. Um but yeah, there was actually a trail of footsteps that led from the mound across the infield and because it was raining, dirty in, you know. So uh-huh. there's mud steps, I guess, that that trailed all the way out to the right center field wall. Right center field is what I heard. That's what I. That's from what I understand. Yeah, so the streets are saying. Yeah. yeah, and you could see the steps like climbing up the wall, and and so <laughs> the, the suspects were actually were actually smart enough though to retarp the field, to retarp the mound. So, wow. so from what I understand is 
when the team shows up the next day, the next morning, right? You've got your opposing team, you've got your team, and you're peeling up everybody. Ready. And, and from what I hear, they look down, and there was no rubber to be found. <laughs> what a helpless feeling that had to have been. I mean, like, and let's be real, you're just not replacing a pitching rubber. <laughs> you can't like, just go to Academy or Dick's. Rubber. Yeah, and you're not messing with the freshman. Like, go get a box of curveballs. Like, hey, wh- what do we do? What are we grabbing a mound? Like, right. is that in the shed? Like, what are we doing? Right. Hey, go get the rubber. Fungos. Go- what, go get the- what do you mean? Go get the rubber. What do you mean? Magnums? Trojan? Like, what you- <laughs> rubber? What are we talking about here? Holy shit! That's wild. It's a scene out of holes on the mound. Yeah. So that's so incredible. What I wanted to do. I just wanted to make sure that if for some reason. American River Junior College or myself for whatever crazy reason would have would have been identified as somebody who might have done. I went and stayed the night in our dugout and I slept over with a couple paintball guns. <laughs> I was prepared just to make sure damn at Beaver Tech. Should they think that it was somebody from our side that so mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think they thought it was us because I didn't have to use the paintball guns on anybody. Um, but I did get a few disturbing, very harassing, very aggressive phone calls from uh, from some players on that team. Um, shout out Brandon Pinkney. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's one of the better stories that I've heard come across my desk at the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and you got it straight from Wikipedia. You just read that story off of Wikipedia, right? You didn't know from any kind of prior knowledge. No, 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 no. You just, you guys know me. Like, I'm a baseball nut. Like I'll wake up at, at three in the morning just reading a random article about you and Billy Bean are elbows to elbows every breakfast, just talking stats and and woba. It's a it's a random Twitter thread he found. That's it. That's it. it. You never know what you're gonna find when you open up the DMs, boys. Exactly. Maybe exactly. Um. Let's uh let's play a game that we play with all of our guests, Dallas. It's called uh, "How much money is in your bank account, and can you show us?" <laughs> <laughs> can you log uh, into your bank account and show? <laughs> you would want to see. I don't even have access to. Like, I don't even have the fucking pin number to. My wife's like, we should probably just put that over there. Right. Well, from there, I'll tell you this much: I don't ever, ever have to get on my bank app. When I'm headed to the Slurpee machine, I know there that you I go. Slurp for me Just swipe That's it, baby. Hey, Things we love to see. Get the kids you know behind it. mine too. No, but uh, kind of relating to money here. What's your thought process on this whole MLB and and players versus owner situation? I'm sure you have some strong opinions. What's going on in your head? Well, dude, it's it's, it's brutal because this is the business side of the game that fans, frankly, they don't even they don't want to hear about. They know it goes on but they don't want to be beat over the head with this stuff. And they definitely don't want to be beat over the head with it, with the way our, our life has gone. Our society has gone over the last five years, you know, five years or so, even in baseball, we got terrible stuff going on all around the world. And for that to be the, like, almost like seemingly a focal point right now in our country, it's, it's just, it's brutal. It's brutal that it's gotten to this point, but um, you know, if, if, if I'm being honest, you have to understand both sides or you have to do your best to try to understand both sides if you're ever going to be honest with yourself or be able to have honest conversations. And so from the owner's perspective or from the commissioner's office perspective, you realize that these are negotiated loopholes 
that they're trying to keep open. And these are negotiated loopholes that they're trying to continue to be able to take advantage of. And if I was telling you that you could generate hundreds of millions slash billions of dollars worth of revenue by keeping those loopholes open, I assume you'd probably fight for those as well. So I understand that aspect of it. I fully respect that side of it. That's where we venture to, but I came from the other side of the tracks and I lived the life that you're telling me isn't that bad. And I'm here to tell you it's that fucking bad. As a minor leaguer, all the way up to cracking the big league roster, getting your ass kicked, and making your $15,000 over the course of two weeks, and then going back down to AAA, knowing that in two weeks, you just made everything you were going to make almost double in uh-huh. two weeks. Now you got to live that life. Like yeah. you go from ordering room service to going to Denny's and ordering a fucking dirty bird or whatever the hell it is. Cause that's, those are your and, options. And asking for a to-go box. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my friend made a big league debut two years ago and he called me and goes, holy shit, that first deposit hits different. Oh dude. And- like when I, when they sat me down, <laughs> when they sat me down, Pam Pitts, God bless her. I love her. But she sat me down in, in the office, in, uh, in the club's office. It was like, all right, you know, you're going over your contract. And I was like, Yo, I can't, like, you're like holy shit for the rest of the year and she laughed at me and like put her hand on my shoulder she was like no sweetheart that's just for this two weeks and i was like <laughs> okay this is this i is mean unfair. dude it's, it's he, different he, like he, holy he, shit like i don't even dude. know what to do with this there's two numbers after this combo what the fuck is exactly. this <laughs> it's just two weeks right. i mean he like he made a debut played his, his, like i think he made like two appearances or something whatever Got that first deposit. He got op- uh, he got optioned back to AAA, and he was like, "Dude, I don't ever want to be here again." Because never. before he made his debut, he was like, "Dude, I'm in AAA. This is awesome. Like, this is the place to be." And then he went to the big league. And he was like, "Dude, I don't ever want to go back." And now he's just like, "Dude, all you want is that big league money. Minimum is still an unbelievable amount of money." Which is it's like, like enjoying crazy. it's like enjoying your favorite movie or whatever on your iPhone, standing outside of an IMAX with a full weight staff ready to get with you and it's only you and the boys. And you're like, why the, what the, f- I would never know. You want to throw your phone at someone. Well, I'm not watching shit on that thing again. Give me the IMAX. Take me to the yep. IMAX. Get me the bug out of here. Yeah. It's a completely yeah. experience, man. And that's why, that's why the message to the, to the, to the young fellas that I always talk to is look, once you get there, you got to figure out a way to stay there. That's the goal. It's not to get there. And you got to get that out of your mind when you're kicking around in AAA or AA knocking on the door because you're a super prospect. Like, no, you need to reimagine things. And it's not about getting there. You should be there already. You should just be pissed off that you're stuck in AA or stuck in single A. Like, you might be a couple years away, but that's how you should be feeling about this shit. Is I fuck that. I belong there. I'm just in the wrong spot right now. So when I get there, I'm going to stay there. This is how. And yep. sometimes yeah. you can't even control it 99% of the time. No, no. You, and, and again, as we're talking about the business side of things, you understand you get called up, you go three or four innings in an extra inning ball game. Well, you're not going to be able to be used for the next two or three days. So you're getting shipped out of town because you're somebody else. Well, and now you're going to, who knows, you might not ever make it back up there just because it becomes a business slash numbers thing. And yeah, then the dirty side. The dirty side too of like arb right like a lot of people are just realizing the arbitration side like where the team sits down in front of you like we're not paying you x y and z 
because we value we at FYD. We value, you know, and that, and then, hey, by the way, pat on the bat, go go out there and play with us, play for us next year, and you're just like, what yeah. are we doing, rubbing pennies? And then also the the day and age of social media, like seeing the players, how unified they are. Like in the past, right? You just had a columnist who probably knew where their where their bread was being buttered, and they gave what that opinion was. But now on social media, any player can can tweet whatever they want. Well, and the whole unified of this is awesome to see. Well, that's why I've, I've, I've been saying about this, this whole thing, like, I mean, since COVID, when we're trying to figure out what's going on and negotiations and how long is this season going to be, like, this isn't 1920. And the messages and the narrative that you're trying to create in that office, it's not going to take two weeks to make its way across the country to the other side and everybody mm-hmm. is now informed of what's going on but it's too late because it's two weeks down the road and nobody knew in real time boys that ain't how it goes these days that message that narrative is already out on social media before these people are leaving one side of the ballpark to walk across the parking lot to the other we already know what was said in there so while you're walking across there thinking they don't know this is going to be great i can't wait to look no, we already know we're already privy to the bullshit. So that's why you're seeing the unification is because not only is the information out there, but the information is what it is. That's just a bad, bad, bad look for people who are Mm -hmm. essentially just trying to get the nuts and bolts of the situation. Like anytime just the nuts and bolts paints a horrible picture for you, you know, you're fucking up. Hey, so I was going to ask you, Ben, I know you, I don't know if you have a list of things, but so no doubt. I was just going to try to tie this back into more of the college baseball side because, you know, I'm sure people have been listening to all kinds of things from the MLB thing going on. Um, Berkman told us last year his favorite memory from his whole baseball career, you know, college at Rice, Astros, All-Star Games, all that good stuff. His favorite memories was his four years at Rice. And I wanted to ask you, what is your memory? Like when you think of look back at your career, was it your little league, your high school team, college, tra- uh, big league, minor league? What, like, what do you think of when you think of your favorite time in baseball? So as far as – I mean, besides the perfect I'm sure game. there's one day no, no, standing no, I mean, out like, where he was perfect. Is, but other than that this game. This is an easy answer for me. <laughs> um, I, I did spend – like as far as a, a – uh, like in an expanded period of time, I was 13, 14, 15 years old. And those dudes, like maybe one or two of those players changed over the time from when we were 13 to 15. But I was on the same, like our same all-star team. We just dominated everybody in our dominated everybody. State championships, like just crushed, absolutely crushed. And that was, you know, when you're 13 and you're traveling around, you're staying at host families' houses for the first time. You're living with new people, and it's you and, like, three other teammates. And that's when you start, to, you know, you're getting into crazy shit. You're just doing weird shit as young teenagers. And so that was where, like, the fun of baseball and it almost feeling like a job at the same time because you didn't have anything else to do. Like we're winning matters. We're winning we're on, matters. We're on vacation. And like you said, yep. winning matters. If we don't yep. play well, we're going home. The whole yep. tour of barbecue – that you become very, very acquainted with early on. And and that was our whole thing was like, we're trying to write the menu for all these people. We're trying to pack up hot dogs and hamburgers and hand them to the loser because we're not here for a fucking barbecue. We're here to do work. And 
So question question about barbecue, just real quick before I forget, because I had this written down, but I don't know where it's my page is um, like slop right now, just scribble. Did you come up with the phrase "apo taco" at the Miami? Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't um, know like that I came up with it. Um, uh, did you did you announce a regional in, no, in maybe, Miami? Maybe twenty. Or am I thinking uh, of somebody when else? I, when did I, this was like I think I announced. I, well, I did the College World Series in. 16, I think. So this was probably like 2014 or 2015. I don't remember if it was you Apataco, Apataco or somebody else. You know, it might have been Eric Burns now that I think about it. But I, no. for some reason, I had no, it drilled I, I in my head that, that Dallas Braden came I, up with Apo Taco. I, I, I love the Did first, you, Dallas, what you were supposed to do is take the credit there. <laughs> I think it might have been Eric. That's the headline. Burns. That's how what's, you, that's what we're tiling the episode. I was giving it to Dallas Braden creates yeah, Oppo Talk. Dallas Braden claims to have created one of the, the most clickbait. Awesome give me that clickbait title. The streets. Yeah. The streets are saying it. <laughs> did you play did you play travel or literally um and going into your before high school? Streets are saying it. Literally. Literally. Straight up. Like, come on, I was I was dude, I, well, I what what organization were you with? In literally? No, in travel, like in high school. Oh no! So I only played. I only played two years of high school that? baseball. He's in the butt. He's in the butt. Oh, yeah. I was a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know. I, no. I didn't know. I was thinking so, like, there's, oh, there's a little bit of a time where, where, where Dallas like, had to go away and, and learn a lesson. Um, yeah, I, I was. Uh, yeah, I played at Hoover Tyler Little League. Shout out Hoover Tyler uh, on the west side of Stockton, and then Babe Ruth. Or Inland Port was the name of uh-huh. our league, and then from there, yeah, high school. And then um, JUCO. Uh, then JUCO. Yeah, I played Legion ball in the summertime. So, were you were you under recruited coming out of high school? I know like some junior college kids are studs, obviously, but were there like no, not like, any? Like, I got drafted out of high school. You no know, draft. I got drafted in nothing. the forty sixth round. It was when they had the draft follow. Right, like somebody got, 50, you know, got drunk and was like, huh? And they hit a button they and they're like, well, who'd you draft? I don't know. Fucking read it. That's <laughs> how <laughs> that worked out. Um, but yeah, after after that, like I went to, like, that's dude, amazing. here, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially with the shit that's going on over <clears throat> over in Europe. Um, my senior year, I, my, I lost my mom my senior year, but I knew what I wanted to do. And I was going to the military. Like I had already taken the ASVAP. I had already, you know, the military aptitude test. Like I had already locked that in. Um, I was talking to my recruiter regularly. And then I went to Mexico for my senior trip. And it was during that trip that I ended up getting drafted by the Braves. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. We didn't have smartphones and shit like that. So my grandma picking me up at the airport with my best friend's mom. Uh, they're both wearing Atlanta Braves t-shirts. And so we know that my my buddy had gotten drafted, right? Because he got drafted like two days ago or on the first or second day. So we were pumped about that. Mm-hmm. And then my grandma was all excited, like, oh, it's going to be so great. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking great. Kenny's awesome. He's going to be, you know, she's like, you got drafted too. You got... And I was like, what? What do you mean? So like, that, was, that, was, that was crazy. But when I told my recruiter, that I had been drafted, you know, not like he had a decision to make, but he put himself in a position to make a decision that not a lot of those people are going to make, which was, he said to me, 
you're not going to boot camp. You're going to go play baseball. Wow. wow. And that's powerful. So from there, I mean, on I my mean, birthday, that's crazy. and I just drove up to American River College and like we're looking for a baseball office because I didn't want to go to the junior college in my hometown because I had just lost my mom and I needed to get out of my hometown. Otherwise, the, you know, the dudes that I was running with, like that was just not going to be a good ending for me. So I had to, I had to get out and I went up, went up north and long story short, you know, we're trying to convince them to let me play baseball. My grandma drops the, Hey, he's left-handed and he's a pitcher. He got drafted. And they were like, Oh no, they had no idea who I was. I was not recruited. They weren't going to take at all. Like, because that's crazy. Oh, okay. Wait, you didn't have a perfect <laughs> game profile, I, I, and you I weren't rated a like a nine point five. The reason I didn't game. take the SAT test was because we didn't have money to go volunteer. <laughs> you know what? That's well, crazy. Because that recruiter that made that decision, like for example, Navy had a first round pick named Noah Song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that rings bell with with Boston. He went to Navy. Obviously, when you go to military school, you know, assuming you're going to serve after your college days are done. They had a rule. I think military um, athletes or whatever could go play their contract for three years, whatever the case, whatever it was. He, they still wouldn't let him. The Navy would not let him go play with Boston. Yeah, and he's wow. a first-round pick. He's a first-round pick, still has not – I think he played um, rookie ball that summer, and then he went. He enlisted, and he still hadn't played with Boston. And that's a first-round pick. Brutal, brutal. But the reason, the reason that that means so much to me now is be- – and, I mean, I have this appreciation two months later because uh-huh. you're drafted – I was drafted in June – of 2001 oh wow oh, wow and so come august oh september of 2001 i'm a freshman in junior college passed out on my apartment floor <laughs> and my roommate's sister this is how long ago it was we had a fucking answering machine <laughs> my roommate's sister calls us and is losing her mind on the answering machine Steven, Dallas, Richard, wake up, wake up. We're being attacked. We're being attacked. And we're like, what is, you know, what's going on? So we you know, scramble, turn on the TV, 9-11. Sure enough. And wow. a lot of boys. Wow. We had a oh lot of my boys God. in that sandbox, and I got a few mm. who didn't come back. And um, like that, that, that's where I would have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy Probably. shit. I mean, when they say, when they say, um, you know, yeah. he God had a plan or right time, right place. I mean, like that that's the shit I'm talking about where it just makes me believe in a lot of those things where, you know, it's meant to be or it's not so, meant to be. You were meant to be a baseball player. So if you you're saying if you, you did not off, get drafted in the forty sixth yeah. round that year, well, you would have been no, like there was off nobody. In the like I said, my, my local junior college That's, didn't even check in to see if, like, I, like, hey, are you going to come try out? Like, are you coming over here? Like, there was not even a, like, no, we're good. Whoa. Wow. Ben, I, I, That's crazy. This I mean, is probably on your list, but right I got, I'm a Texas kid, right? We're, we're here in Houston. Wow. Um, I got to know the jump 
from 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 out west to to West Texas. West because West Texas is different, Bro. right? <laughs> and I'm a Texas kid. I know West Texas is different. Can we can we walk through that a little bit? That that was uh oh man, you guys see this name calling me real quick? You can take that one. Hey, yeah. No way. It. Sorry, boys. No, hey. That's <laughs> wow. the closest Tim Corbin's ever gonna be to our podcast. That was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do the whole podcast scene, so that was uh that was huge. Yeah, no, Corbs is, I mean, he's a great dude. And, uh, like, I mean, I, when we were, I was, I was obviously, I was asking him about the, about the, the pitching watch stuff. And I mean, I'm not going to disclose what he's saying because I have a ton of respect for him. Um, and I, yeah, we, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to share what he said to you, but that is cool that, you know, you're just middle of the podcast and then boom, Tim Corbin's calling. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you mean, gotta answer it. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a, base, he's a, he's a baseball maniac too. Just like the yeah. rest of them. So yeah. Hey, yeah speaking, of, speaking, of those fans, speaking of the Griff band, everybody was freaking out on Twitter when they first were shown on TV wearing those things and they were digital because last year, the year before everyone's bitching up a storm. Oh, they're too much time. You're ruining the game. You're ruining the game. And I'm like, I mean, dude, I'm all for innovating and stuff like that, but what do you think about now making it digital where one click of the thing, the whole team knows what's going on? Um, I mean, let's be real. Initially, when I first when I first saw the watch, the first thing that comes to my mind, unfortunately now, is, well, I don't know, like, unless you're hacking into their system, the idea of stealing a sign is out the window. That's gone now. So, objective achieved. Then my next train of thought was again at what at what cost though like are we are we hindering the growth of the catcher and the pitcher their ability to learn how to call a game how to work through a game figuring out what pitch is working what isn't um but then the benefit to that is your infielders know what pitch is coming they can anticipate they can position themselves they can you know it's it's almost like cheating where you can take that first half step in your mind because you know what pitch is coming. Defensive alignment, it allows all of that to take care of itself. If you're in a butt defense play where you got to put the wheel on or something like that, that all gets communicated right there in real time to everyone, whether it's looks, peaks, picks, all of that is communicated seamlessly to the entire squad. And that makes all the sense in the world. And, and for me, I just wanted to know, like, are these kids, you know, the schools that are using this technology, are they doing their due diligence behind the scenes to make sure that there's an understanding of what's going on during the game calling process, pitch setup, sequencing? Is there that real-time communication on what's working, what's not, so we know what to stay away from as opposed to you know it feeling like, because I, I think a lot of people felt like, oh, was somebody sitting up in a room somewhere just pressing buttons and it's getting yeah. super? No, this is coming from the places it needs to be coming from, so the game you know, shit, it matters. Would you consider this like the quarterback having a microphone in his yes, helmet? Absolutely. But I would think of it as the same thing. Because coach and press the offense coordinators up top are calling down everything they see from an aerial point of view straight to the quarterback's ear. Yeah. Now, I mean, this, this was the natural progression. If you're dealing with people being able to fixate technology on a catcher's signs and stuff like that, then the next progression is to eliminate any quote-unquote verbal or non-verbal communication 
and that's through technology, and that's where we're at right now. Yeah, wild time, man. Wild. Do you think? Time. Do you think it's going to be something that st- sticks around and stays for a while in baseball, or do you think it's pretty hit? Like it'll be here for a little bit and disappear. I I think it has staying power, uh, especially and, and and I I hate to say it like this, but this is the reality of the situation. Um, for schools or for for individuals, maybe coaches, uh, you know, staff who are in a position to sort of you know win now. Got to win. Got to keep my job. Look, I understand that. Wins matter. Wins matter. And if you feel like you're at a point with your team or your staff where the development has maybe taken a little longer to come along than you would like, and you can see the benefit of sort of steering your club through a ball game in that fashion, like I'd be hard pressed to argue with Kirk Sarlos at TCU if he wanted to implement this system. Because this guy's a former big leaguer, a lot of dirt under his spikes. Yep. And he wasn't overpowering people. So he understands the importance of setting a pitch up and working off of a miss. So if that's a dude who is taking over a game for maybe a knucklehead like me who's showing up, who's only spent two years in high school baseball and has no idea how to set anything up, well, then that might be benefiting both of us. It's a good way to think of it. Um, I know. Yeah, I this. Hold on. I was going to ask – this is what I was thinking about. When you think of Vandy, you think of top elite. They are the driving force of innovation in college baseball and youth baseball in general. Vandy can afford digital wristbands. A school like, for example, Sam Houston State cannot afford 20 digital wristbands in the whole technology. How, how, do you, how do you keep Vandy and them somewhat even, even though, you know, there's the 11.7 scholarships, et cetera, et cetera? Life ain't fair. Move on. Yep. No, I agree. I agree with that too. It, it's I mean, just, it's, the, it's it's that simple. Part of it. Part of it. I mean, if you if you want to be the best, you gotta you gotta act like the best, and that's what Vanderbilt's trying to do. So right. hey, so, it may force yeah, you it may force schools to put money into it. Yeah, yeah. You wanna, and you want to keep adding decks to that stadium, you got to win. Like it's with an arms wins, race. Yep. With wins comes comes things just like that, right? Like so, that's just when. Again, that's just being straight up. Like, there's no fluff around that. Like, what would be the next answer? Well, hopefully you got a, hopefully you got an alumni who's not afraid to write a check if that's the case, and 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 that can help. You know, that can be a a means to an end. But until you start putting up W's, you know, that money's not going to find its way into your pocket as a as a program. Yeah. Did you know? uh, One more thing. (laughs) Did you know what our name meant as soon as you saw it? Did I did I know what his what the conversation was going to be about? No, our eleven point seven college baseball podcast. Oh, did I know what eleven point seven was about? Immediately, yeah. A lot of people. I'm, I'd be surprised. I think a lot of people don't realize what it means at first. Well, yeah, they don't. They don't understand like how different. Like it's funny, you guys. You know, you went to JUCO, uh, been in Texas. Like you probably got some scholarship money to do that. Yeah. Like, that's cool. That's cute. I didn't. I was poor. And yeah, they, yeah they didn't. Don't they don't scholarships do scholarships in California, in California, right? Yeah, that's right. It doesn't happen. So when, yeah, you got 11.7 to spread all across an entire baseball club. Like that's, you got to start picking and choosing, man. You got to figure yeah. out where that money's going to land. Take care. Trust me, it was tough for me when, you know, I was doing okay as far as, as, far as 
<laughs> my scholarship situation was concerned, I was I was getting paychecks, baby. I was not worried about anything. But <laughs> our center fielder, Cody Fuller, wide receiver on the football team, was breaded the fuck up because oh, he yeah. <laughs> as a football player and was also getting cash money on the baseball side of things. And it's like, mm. how? What, what's going on here? Like, we don't have to give that dude anything. Like, we can go get somebody else. My plate is <laughs> that guy. Come on. <laughs> Cody just no um, we'll let you finish your thought on, on West Texas and then we'll go right into the weekend pick them and we'll, we'll get after it there. So what was your experience like Lubbock, Texas, a little bit different from California. And, uh, I don't know, give us, give us some fun facts about your, your time there. Well, dude, when I, like where I'm coming from in Stockton, California, like you, you grow up and you learn how not to look at people. Right. And, and when I got to West Texas, like everybody's staring you in the eye, saying hello, shaking your hand. Everybody's holding doors for everybody. Like it was just a completely different universe for me, completely different. And I just, I wasn't used to that. And it made me uncomfortable because like, why are you talking to me, dude? I don't know you. Like, why are you so invested in this hello right now? Like, what is, you're freaking me out a little. Um <laughs> It was also the first time that I realized it snowed in Texas. Like where I lived, I lived in an apartment right across the street from the school. There was this big ass dirt parking lot. And on the other side was campus. And I remember the day I found out it snowed in Texas. I was walking out of my apartment and I hoodie, board shorts, flip flops in the middle of fucking December. (laughs) And I, 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 it didn't even dawn on me. Like I took two steps down off the staircase into the snow. And I was like, yo, what is <laughs> happened here? Like, am I, what? how long am I right now? Like this cannot be, this cannot be real. And I legitimately turned around and walked back upstairs. It was like, I'm not going to school today. <laughs> See ya, not doing that. Deuces. Um, but the, uh, the accessibility of fried catfish was amazing to me. Like I could go, I, I felt like I couldn't have thrown a baseball without hitting a pop-up fried catfish stand somewhere. I just used to hammer, hammer poor boys. And cause again, bro, college kid, like if you're telling me I'm getting like four or five fillets for four yeah. bucks, five bucks, some hush puppies, go ahead and throw a few more in there. Holler at your boy. Um, yeah, so the food was also because I'm a big barbecue guy, I love me some barbecue. I, I smoke shit all day long on the grill, off the grill. It's a uh, it's a passion, <laughs> and and to, to have that at my disposal there was dude, it was, it was unbelievable. Like the tailgating scene, like where I live, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching these Baylor RVs roll up on a Tuesday for the you know, for next weekend's game and setting up shop. And I'm just like, where are you guys coming from? Are you really? Li- are all these people going to live here for the next week? You bet your ass they are. It was that's awesome, unbelievable. Like energy at the football games. Like it was, it was awesome. Basketball games were incredible. It was dope. Did Did you have any other offers other than Texas Tech that you were maybe teasing with? Um, yeah, 
UNLV, um, I, I talked to Texas a little bit. I uh, wasn't going to get near the money at that I did at Tech. So the, the biggest thing for me at Texas Tech was, um, one, I had to become Division One eligible. <laughs> and they were, uh, true story, my grandmother actually took my math final in junior college for me uh, in, in my summer school class. That passed oh, yeah. the class for me. That let me become Division One eligible. And Texas Tech was like, cool, we told you you would be our guy if you could yep. get eligible. So clearing house, go. baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Could you imagine yourself if you would have went to UNLV, though, like Dallas Braden in Vegas? Oh, dude. Like, <laughs> I had, here's the thing is I had two dudes from my uh, junior college who had gone to UNLV. And so those were the dudes who I went out with on my recruiting trip. And it, so it oh, was yeah. just like, you know, it was going to be the 15th grade all over again or whatever, you know, like <laughs> yeah. an absolute shit show. So yeah. very, I'm very fortunate that that did not happen. A little bit, a little bit different between Lubbock, Texas and, and Las Vegas, Nevada, but um, they actually call Lubbock the Vegas of Texas. I think it's, I've heard that, especially yeah. if you're, if you're uh, spending time out on uh, Wait, why? the strip where I had to go because it was a damn dry County back then. Why yeah. do they call it the biggest? Wait, they why don't. do they call they it? No, oh, it's, oh, the the, <laughs> it's literally the furthest thing. It's the furthest thing. I was like, hey, I'm going to talk to you about after this, all right? So good. Love so it in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, a joke right the fuck over my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not the first time. But, anyways, let's dive into this week and pick, and we're not going to keep Dallas too much longer here. I know he's got. Tim Corbin to talk to you some more, but um, <laughs> we're doing seven series. This is a record for us. Usually we do five, and Woo. I think last week we did six, but this week there were seven legitimate series that just got us fired up, got us got us going. So we have Coastal Carolina at North Carolina. We have my favorite, my favorite unbiased college baseball series of the year. It's Clemson and South Carolina, where it's a home and home in the neutral site. Florida versus Miami. Mississippi State goes to Tulane. Georgia and Georgia, Georgia and Georgia Tech play a home and home and neutral site. Cal State Irvine plays at Oregon State. Did you just say Cal State Irvine? Cal Irvine. Wait, wait. UC Irvine. UC. There it is. There we go. UC Irvine. We got there. Whoops. <laughs> uh, and then, well, I'm rattled now. Who's the last one? Oh, Southern Miss at Louisiana. <laughs> the Anteaters. I'm just used to calling them the Anteaters. I love the mascot. We call them one take Ben for a reason. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll edit that out. We'll make me look better. But So basically, no. I mean, we got to – I mean, there's going to be five picks for seven series. That's 35 picks we got to go through. So we'll, we'll rattle them off. We don't have to go too, too yeah. in-depth. By like the I way. Always do. Last weekend, just a little backstory. Our pick them. Last weekend, we all four of us picked. Who did we pick? Louisiana uh, Tech. Tech. The Diamond Dogs. Picked Louisiana Tech to be Tulane. Mm. Obviously, when everybody picks them, it's not going to happen, right? We know how this works. Tulane tweeted out a picture of all of our picks and basically was like thinking emoji, and we're just like, "Holy shit, we're oh, getting called out now." We're it. It. Yeah, we got it. it. So, hey, yeah. everybody makes mistakes. I'm, I'm not yeah. fucking a lot of this up. And, and, and we called it on, like, live on air, like, live on podcasts. When we all went Louisiana Tech. We were like, oh, well, it's a guaranteed win for Tulane. Guaranteed. Ooh. No Ooh. way. 
So anyways, I'll go ahead and get us started here. We're going to start with Coastal Carolina versus North Carolina. I, I've talked up Coastal Carolina all year. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chanticleers. I think they're ready. Uh, I'll go Tar Heels. I'll go. I'll go. I'll bat two hole. Um, I've been on the wrong side of their picks all year, so I'm gonna get law of averages. I gotta get. I gotta get one right. I like that. I'll, I'll take UNC. I, they did me good last week, and uh, hopefully they do the, the same this week. Picked against them last week, and you know how gambling when you bet on a team and you lose, and then you flip. The next time you're gonna lose again lose. every damn time. You lose every time. And now I feel like if I flip my pick and go with Carolina, they're gonna lose again. But I'm gonna break that rule. I'm gonna go with Carolina again. Just keep filling up the same bubble on the scantron, Dimitri. Keep yes. filling up the same <laughs> That's exactly all the way it. down, buddy. All right. <laughs> See, get to give me a zigzag all the way down. I'll pass. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to go with UNC as well because they're coming off. They're coming off a couple tune-ups, right? Recently. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. So I, I feel like I feel like they're poised to kind of keep that rolling. Also have to go against Coastal because fuck them. They beat my Texas Tech Red Raiders in 2016 to go to the Final Four. So for no other reason other yep. than I'm still not over it, go Hold target. that grudge. Hold go it, baby. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. All right, so I'm the only one on Coastal. And by the way, Dallas, I'm in first place by four games, I believe, through two weeks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get yeah. it. Which my pick? Yeah, you might want to switch here. No, but I don't know. I mean, I really do like North Carolina in this series, but I, I, I've i been huge on Coastal Carolina all year, so i got to stick to my guns. Um, next series here, Clemson versus South Carolina, three-game series. Neutral, neutral site. Man, I, I am a big buyer on Clemson. They're tight white pants, white Mizuno cleats. The Clemson train is rolling again. I don't know. I I'm gonna take the Tigers, but I let's know go. Fact, let's go. I know for a fact South Carolina is gonna come out and just kick the shit out of Clemson because I'm doing Ooh. this. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go South Carolina. I, I will shout out Clemson though. Their Twitter, like they, they are, they're in it right now. They, they're, they're feeling themselves. They're fine. They, I, I'm scared. Like, don't come at me because I want to make that pick. But I'm just gonna go South Carolina. <laughs> Typically, with my my SEC bias, I would take South Carolina, but I'm I'm going with Clemson Tigers this weekend. Let's go. Wow. That's three on Clemson right now. No, 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 no. No, I, 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 I'm not going Feed me Clemson, dude. Give me the tight pants. Give me. I wish they still had Mizuno's, man. I still wish they rocked with Mizuno. But give me the tight pants and the Clemson Tigers. I got to tell you, that was my that was one of my favorite things about them coming to town when I was when I was at Tech is I saw their unis and was like. These are super sexual, big fan of these. We rock the white Mizuno. We rock the white Mizunos as well. But I was like, damn, they just, I mean, they got it going on. They look saucy. Um, But I got a couple teammates that are from South Carolina. One, uh, the fellow that I enjoyed my one good day of work with, who is now the head coach at North Greenville University, uh, Landon Powell, the Landon Powell, former teammate. Kevin Melillo, also. A former teammate of mine, shout out Mills, and uh, one Steve Bondarot. Steve Bondarot, old Bondo baby, <laughs> former South Carolina. I got a lot of love for the Cox, boy. Go Cox! <laughs> Go Cox! I knew for a fact you were going Cox. There. Big Cox guys. Big yeah, Cox huge guy. Cox guy. Huge yes. Cox guy. <laughs> yes. Wow, so pretty split up there. Uh, three Clemson, two South Carolinas. 
Man, this next series, I mean, this is just one of the pinnacles of college baseball series. Florida and Miami. We saw Ooh. them play last year, and Miami took the series. But I'm going with the Gators. I, I, I think Florida's going to be really damn good this year. Let's go, baby. Wow. That's take them. Everybody take them. Take Florida. Grew up a Gator fan. I, I was down on the Gators at the beginning of the season after the last couple of weeks. I think I'm a little bit higher on them. I'm taking the Gators as well. Oh, take Florida. Go ahead and take Florida, too. Take Florida, too. Dimitri, you're going Florida, too? Dimitri. Yeah, yeah Dimitri's right. taking Florida, clearly. You see it. You see it. Oh, the you. No, Dimitri. By the way, by the way, tomorrow night, hey, Dallas, you want to watch two lefties shove tomorrow night? Hunter Barco and Carson Palmquist are both throwing against each other. Barco. Well, Barco isn't Bar- Barco's. Barco's like if I if I remember correctly, this dude's got he's got uh, like 12, 12 innings pitched, 23, 24 punch outs. Like the dude's he he literally yeah. took stole the soul out of a hitter. He threw a back foot slider. Dude did a little check swing and fell right. He twisted yeah. his ankle. Yeah, Palm Quist yeah. throws like ninety ninety five from below three quarters. I'm talking like borderline sidearm, just absolutely disgusting. And yeah, those I, guys I, are going against each other tomorrow night, but give me the cane. I, I am also I am also rolling with the Gators. Florida. Also rolling with the Gators. Have to. Love it. Have to. Way no, too talented. Also, a uh, fun fact, I believe that's who Texas Tech get their first uh, College World Series home run against. I was in the booth calling that game with <laughs> Miami legend, Miami great, Boston Red Sox, uh, manager Alex Cora. That was a game wow. that I got trouble for being for being a fan in the booth because there's holding a- the mute button down, rooting the. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he hits a homer and I just fucking. <laughs> I lost my shit. I didn't say anything, but I no. started acting like a clown. It was great. Yeah, you didn't drop a pound town. Is that I, I did not. No, not at that time. Yeah. Poundtown wasn't on the map quite yet. It was uh, still in its early development. Still percolating that one a little bit, yeah. The Poundtown, love it. Um, next series here, we got a little SEC versus American. Mississippi State, who's been struggling a lot, goes to New Orleans and plays a hot Tulane team. I'm going to take Mississippi State because there's just no way they can look bad for the first 10 full games of the season. <laughs> they, they struggled. They struggled so bad against Grambling in the midweek. It was tough to watch. But uh, give me give me the Bulldogs. Give me the reigning national champs. Out of respect for Tulane and chirping us, I'm going to take Mississippi State so they can chirp us again. It'd be better for content. There for, we go. For the content. Hey, for don't the be scared of their Twitter, man. Don't be scared of Tulane. I do. They got, that chirp got me. I was a little up and in. I was like, I felt that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt that one. I see you. I felt that one. Yeah. I'm not going against my alma mater, so I'm taking the dogs, but I am – deathly afraid of the Tulane black unis that they just dropped today on Twitter that they're wearing on Saturday. Disgusting. I asked for one. They haven't replied yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I'm going to take the dogs. You think they would give you that Jersey? Hey, they liked my tweets and they followed Uh, me. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking for a favor. Yeah. Stoney would be the last person they would give. Probably. We'll see what happens this weekend. They might feel bad for me afterwards. If you were me, who would you pick? You talking to me? Yeah, you. Um, if you everybody's taking unbiased, Mississippi State so far, if, so you got to take Tulane. 
fuck, man. I swear to God, if I take Tulane and they lose, I'm going to call them their asses out for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... You know what? Give me Greenway. Give me Tulane. There it is. Make sure you get their logo right this week. There you go. Yeah, they were cool. pissed about that. <laughs> I know, man. Cry me a river. It's a logo. It looks good, too. Yeah, I, I think this one is, is pretty simple for me. Um, I, uh, I put those mangy mutts in the kennel back in 04 in Georgia in our regional. That's right. I collared those mangy Mississippi State Bulldogs way back wow. And let's be honest, fat ass hey. Bulldog, probably not a great swimmer. That big wave is coming. That big wave is coming. <laughs> Give me Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Love it. I love Mississippi State, though. They gave me three PBR and two pork chops after my game in that regional. And I, I gotta love the left field. They think I hate them. And I'm like, I don't hate you guys. I just didn't like the team. I love the fans. Those PBR tasted great in the bullpen, and my pork chops were phenomenal. (laughs) Can't go wrong in the left field lounge. All right. Next game here, or next series Georgia versus Georgia Tech, right in Dimitri's backyard. I. Wow, Georgia's looked really good, but I have Georgia Tech going to Omaha this year, so give me the jackets. I love it. Georgia Tech. No! I, I'm, I'm that was tough to like, swallow there for it's, you. That's, that's just, <laughs> I don't know what to do, Georgia Tech. I was leaning Georgia Tech, and the first two took Georgia Tech, so I'm going to take Georgia. I'm taking my SEC bias. Give me the rambling wreck of Georgia You'll Tech. Understand soon. Give me Georgia Tech. Yeah, uh, it's going to sting here, but it is Georgia Tech. They've outscored their opponents, boys, 95 to 47. They're kicking people ass. As a club. Shout out Georgia Tech legend and Tulane legend, Micah Owings. Yes, one of the best two-way guys in college baseball history. Well, I actually faced him in that regional. I, I only got to pitch one game in that regional. I was pissed that I didn't get to chew on Georgia Tech game one. They wanted to save me for a a, a, a daunting, <laughs> a daunting. <laughs> hey, speaking. Hey, by the way, speaking of college games, can you call any games this season or no? You're locked up. College baseball games? Yeah, college. Oh, I could call. Yeah, I, I'd be able to call college baseball games, but uh, I, I believe the four letter network that would be in charge of that after our last, after my exit interview, if you will. I don't, <laughs> don't know that. Uh, I don't know that my phone's going to be ringing anytime soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to put it. Things that you shouldn't say to CEOs and like executives. I don't mm-hmm. care though. So, <laughs> future future commissioner of baseball, Dallas Braden, just <laughs> couldn't think of a better job for you. All right, let's see if I can say it right this time. We have UC Irvine versus Oregon yeah. State. Uh, I don't even know why we have. If you pick UC Irvine here, I think you're an idiot because Oregon State looks. Absolutely unbeatable. The Beavers are rolling. The Beavers are rolling. They are just absolutely stomping people right now. I mean, this was this was a freebie. This is the the middle space and a bingo board. This is a free space. And you know what? You know what? You think it's a freebie until they lose. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right now. I'm not getting in the middle of this Jedi mind trick between Ben and Dimitri. Just give me Oregon State. I'm just I'm just give me that free bingo spot. Beavers look good. They have big old offense right now, so I'm taking the Beavers. Give me Oregon State as well. <laughs> <laughs> How can we not? Honestly, 
How can we not? I, if I if I remember correctly, I think Irvine's got ah dude, un player mm-hmm. that's hitting north of three hundred with multiple at bats. They got one dude with multiple at bats. I didn't know that. That's hitting that's north breaking three hundred, and I believe it's like three oh eight. Hey like, Ben, you remember at all? You remember how? And, hey, I DM Dallas and I was like, hey, here's the picks. Um, and he goes, I'm just going to pick off a former teammates in hatred. And I was like, oh, I mean, you could have researched. Looks like he researched. He told me he wasn't going to research. He did his damn research. Oh, no doubt. Well, I got, I got nothing else to do. And <laughs> I mean, there's a, I, I believe the American River Beaver, which I was in junior college, that's like a, uh, I think it's like a third cousin distant relative of the Oregon State Beaver as well. There's been some migration patterns that have been tracked. I know that there's some relationship there. Science. Yes. It, the uh, the junior college beaver went down to California to <laughs> get a job and just ended up at a junior college. Um, I don't know. Are we all going to Oregon State? Is that is that true? Yes. yes. Oh my god. We're so so just go Irvine. ahead and book UC Irvine to win the series. It, it, it's like not even gonna. They're gonna sweep. Okay. Oregon so State I was trying to play. I was trying to get somebody to take Irvine because that's all I wanted to not all take Oregon State. That's why I was saying that bullshit in the beginning. I just wanted somebody to take Irvine. They're on yeah. different planets right now, dude. I Oregon thought about State. doing it. I thought about going Irvine, but Irv, uh, but ant eaters eat insects, and I am a beekeeper, and so I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do that to my girl. Yeah. Last week, last week we had antelopes from Grand Canyon versus anteaters from, and that was a hell of a mascot matchup. Hell of a matchup. Um, Shout out the Apollo Zoo. All right, last series here, and this one I'm torn on. It, it's Southern Miss goes to Lafayette to play the Rage and Cajuns. Now I have this Rage and Cajuns team down to a science. I, I picked them the first series against Irvine. And this is a series with, series with bad blood, really bad blood. If you guys remember last year, I believe it was Danny DJ Lynch. DJ Lynch. DJ Lynch pimped a Grand Slam, and it, was it a midweek game or was it a Friday? It was, I don't it remember. Was, it was, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of chirping, so obviously people are going to remember that. I'm going to go ahead and take the Raging Cajuns, but I don't feel good about it. This, this Southern Miss team just beat Mississippi State in the midweek, and they're playing good baseball. But just something about, I think, the Raging Cajuns get revenge this year. Give me ooh la la. I'd like to put out a statement that Mississippi State did not have a midweek game against Southern Miss this week because it was not streamed on TV, so it didn't happen in real life. I don't know what you're talking about, but give me, give me the Golden Eagles. I'll take Southern Miss. Give me, give me, uh, but before we get there, hey, Dallas, Louisiana opening day had $2 beers. They sold out with one out in the bottom of the first inning in Lafayette. The Natty Lights were pouring. It, it was it, it was electric. They sold out a two dollar beer with one out in the bottom of the first inning, and everybody had to go buy their normal five seven dollar beers. So it, it is electric down there. It is that, electric down there. I, I, I'm with Des. I was going. I was going with the Raging Cajuns purely on menu options because I'm sure they fry some shit down there in Southern Miss. It just doesn't even sound good. Even when you just say fried food, Southern Miss, it doesn't sound good. What sounds good to me is a Cajun that's raging. I want to rage with a Cajun. 
Give me, give me, hey, get, you got to give me Southern Miss. Them boys hooked me up with some apparel, some gear. They're my team this year. In case you didn't know, we spun a random wheel before the season. Whatever team you got was your team for the year. Southern Miss, my team, I'm going with Southern Miss. Well, you yeah. guys should be able to have a great time watching the College World Series together. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm going with the Raging Cajuns, baby. Love the Raging Cajuns, too. Um, and it's at, it's at Lafayette, which just makes that series so much more intriguing. But, but Ben, that DJ Lynch home run, he literally hit it, did a little backstretch with the bat, walked down first baseline. I don't know if you saw that high schooler hit that home run today and walked down the line. Yeah. You saw that? He basically oh, yeah. did the same thing, except he threw it 30 feet in the air and jaw. I'm talking a courtesy jaw, bouncing the shoulder around it the base. A- <laughs> it, was, it was a full minute long tr- around the base. It came around, did one of those little forearm hits or whatever. And it literally was just like, dude, no way he just did that. No way he it just did that. It got nasty real quick. So I'm looking forward to part two. Um, anyways, though, Dallas, we've had you here for an hour. I really appreciate you doing this. I know the other guys appreciate that as well. You have an open invite whenever you want. In fact, we're going to just, every episode we record, we're just going to slide into your DMs and send you an invite. Just pop in whenever. Um, (laughs) If you're doing that, just make sure I've got the picks as well. All right? Just make sure I've got the picks. But um, You got it. Appreciate it, man. We we love how you guys are – you know, really diving into college baseball. Hopefully the MLB will get something figured out, but you know that you will always have a spot on this show if you ever need to. Weren't so. you calling my ass out earlier about being a kiss ass with him? Look, what are you doing right now? No, it's just like, we got to do the kiss ass <laughs> sandwich here. We got, we got you do it in the beginning and then we got the meat and then me do it on the end. We'll slap on the butt. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Dimitri, we're all big Cox guys around here. We're all big Cox guys around here. Big gumbo and Cox guys. Big gumbo and Cox guys. No, hey, boy, seriously. Um, thank you for having me on, but congratulations on the success that you guys have built for yourself and the platform you guys have built for yourself. Because without dudes like you who love the game the way you do and bring it to fans who might not even understand that college baseball is not only alive, but thriving. And in my opinion, as long as Major League Baseball continues to to shoot themselves in the foot, we're going to watch the college game take front and center stage and i have no problem with that but that stuff doesn't happen without dudes like you so i want to say congratulations and i also want to say as the college baseball podcast as the go-to college baseball podcast y'all are fucking up not having the queen of college baseball on your podcast my girl ashland has got to make an appearance here sometime we love ashland today we had her on last season. We're going to have her on eventually this season. We'll take care of it. Okay. We love right. Ashlyn. She's a yeah, legend. She's quality, man. Thank hey, you. Peace out. Appreciate it. Yep. We'll see you guys. Thanks, DB. All righty, boys. Well, let me change the background here. That was a freaking blast, dude. What an absolute legend. Legend of the game, man. You just God doesn't make very many people like Dallas Braden. You know what I'm saying? God just doesn't create people with that kind of electricity. Electricity. So, really, really do. Um, you look great, Dallas. Really do enjoy. Uh, enjoy. Him <laughs> oh, he's still on the back. Yeah, we can see him. Yeah, that was. I don't. I, I mean, there he goes. He logged off there. But wow, um, boys, hell of an interview there. 
it, it was cool seeing a leg, walking legend like himself just on our show, broing out with us. Credit to, credit to us for being, I don't know, at least on Dallas Braden's radar where he was willing to come on the show. But, man, I could have spent three hours talking to that guy. So I much mean, baseball dude, knowledge. Hey, his words of encouragement at the end there, was, it, made, like, it made it feel like this is all worth it. You know what I mean? Like, we do this for our love. But to have someone like him be like, hey, we notice you. People notice you. People respect you. People like what you're doing. Keep doing it. It was kind of like, hey, appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, this kind of reinforcement, motivation. Like, hell yeah. Okay, this dude rocked with us. Let's keep going. Yeah. Now, when you're on his radar, it just makes it just makes doing this a lot better. You put it perfectly. Dimitri. More fun. More fun. Makes it more fun. Makes you feel like you get noticed. Um, but yeah, I mean, all around great episode here, boys. And um, just want to tip my cap to Stony and Dez for going to the Houston College Classic, getting some great content there. Josh made an unbelievable Texas video that we mentioned earlier. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, go go look at it on Twitter. It's been going viral because it's sick. But we'll be back Sunday night for the weekend recap. And I'm sure Dez and Stoney are going to have some great inside stories there. Man, I just want, I want everybody to have a good time watching college baseball this weekend. And with the MLB lockout, I mean, what else are you going to watch? There's no spring training. Yep. So, y'all, we'll get after it. Appreciate you guys listening to the episode. Like and subscribe or do whatever you want. Always a pleasure. And go Kings.